Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, the program for automotive professionals that keeps you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, serving automotive service and collision repair professionals nationwide, providing one voice for your industry. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm talking today with Mary Steele, the current executive director of ASA Florida and soon to be regional executive director of ASA's New Southeast region. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. And congratulations on being appointed to the uh, regional executive director's position. We are excited for you. I imagine you are as well. Very excited. I'm so looking forward to all of the good stuff coming up. This is going to be one of a series of podcasts that we're going to be doing to introduce the members and the industry to our new structure and our new regional executive directors as they come on board. So I'd like to begin actually by just talking about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your history and your background with ASA, because you've been with the organization for a while now, I believe, right? Since 1984. Wow. I'm 29 again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been here for a while. And I started off as a shop member. Oh, okay. Not sure if you knew that, but yes, started off as a shop member. And I went with another shop and became another shop member mm-hmm. with that shop as well. You've been around long enough to you know that once we're in this industry, you don't get out. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the godfather in that regard. Yeah, yeah. So when I met my husband and we got married, we went and bought a shop. So I became a shop member again, and that's how I started with ASA Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Well, I wasn't like their official executive director. I started in it there. So really got on the national level with it. Then we sold every, all our business, our house and not retired yet. We moved down to Florida and they called me from Florida and said, Hey, what are you doing? So here I am. Well, you and I first met, I believe, when you were working as a volunteer at ASA Pennsylvania. So you've definitely been around for a while. I have been around for a while. Yeah. And you moved to Florida. What year was that? In 2018. Okay. So you've been, uh, you've been working with the Florida group for about three years now. Yes. Lots of experience with the association and the members itself. And I know Florida has been one of our more active affiliates. And of course, now the transition to the new area. I know it's pretty new, and uh, this is very much still a work in progress, but do you have any thoughts on um, what plans you might have for the new area, and what states will your region cover? The Southeast region, we're going to cover Florida, my home state. We're going to cover Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Kentucky, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Alabama. Well, good. Lots of barbecue and crawfish I can see in your future. I know a lot of thought went into the new structure of ASA. The original organization was founded in 1951. Things have changed quite a bit since then. And I know this has been a work in progress, again, for a number of years. They didn't just do this overnight. They've been experimenting with various regional models for the last couple of years to kind of get it honed in. What do you see as the biggest opportunity for this new model? Where do you think the members are going to come from? Well, first off, this is a work in progress. And we're going to base a lot of that off of what the members want, what the membership wants. Mm-hmm. 
I see this as a fabulous opportunity because you're right. We've been talking about this for years to better serve every member in every state, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think back in 1951, a bunch of guys sat around a table and decided, you know, what's going to be best for members. And I'm very excited that we have that opportunity now to set that path going forward for the next generation. Yeah. Hopefully one day they'll talk about us, you know, Hey, they sat down at the table, you know, 2021 and here we are. Back in the day when the organization was first formed, it was essentially a bunch of uh, regional state associations that saw the need for coming together. You know, there is strength in numbers, as they say. And one of the strengths of ASA has over the years um, has been the dedication of its membership and the, you know, a lot of the normal stuff you expect from an association, the networking, you know, the benefits, that sort of thing, but the benefits in a minute. But one of the things that has come out in some of the conversations I've had with some of the other regional executive directors is the nature of the membership changing. We're going through probably the largest generational shift I think we have in the industry ever, in, certainly in our lifetimes, mm-hmm. as the baby boomers tend to move into retirement and the next generation comes up behind us. And this is very much, I know when the, when the plan was put together, very much an opportunity we thought to streamline that communication process more than anything else with the membership to make sure that they were getting not what we think they need, but what they're telling us that they need. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the benefits. I know some stuff isn't going to change. What sort of benefits is the new organization going to offer if I'm a member now? We are working on that as we speak. Mm -hmm. We are having meetings on a regular basis. So we're talking to the members. We're letting them know, hey, call us, text us, email us, whatever Instagram, whatever means of communication you need to get to me to let me know what you want. Uh-huh. Unless we hear what it is you want, we don't know. Well, some of the traditional benefits that they're offered are still going to be in effect. Nothing is changing in that regard, right? Oh, absolutely. The legislative piece and the advocacy piece that we offer, mm-hmm. Tony, absolutely surpasses any other association. No one else offers that. They try. They say they do. Mm-hmm. But ASA is the only one that has had that. In my head, as a former shop owner, why wouldn't you join just for that? And we've come together, you know, the other regional directors and myself and the national leadership to put together other programs, the parts discounts programs, the, the software discounts. Mm-hmm. We're working on some healthcare benefits. There is a plethora of benefits that we're going to have at the table, but I'm going to go back to the legislative and the advocacy that for me is hits the home button for an independent shop owner. You know, it's really important too. There's so much going on. Again, we're not only going through the largest generational change we've ever seen, but we're talking about changing the very vehicles we work on. There's a big move towards electrification. It's not going to happen overnight, but we are moving in that direction. And we have been for a number of years. So there's lots of training that needs to go on. And that's another area that ASA has always excelled at is in offering the kind of training that our members need you know, to keep up with changes, not just on the technical side, but on the business management side. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the things a lot of the other regional executive directors have pointed out is the uh, events that the ASA has had through their affiliates. These are going to become regional events. And you had a great event in Florida a couple of years ago before COVID hit that I was at that was wonderful. Are you going to be reviving that as well? Absolutely. 
That is on schedule for November 2022. Will it be at Daytona again? It will be at Daytona, yes. Uh, not sure how I can top Daytona, you know? That was a wonderful event. The racetrack was good enough to let the uh, organization use, actually, the suites as classrooms. Yes. And there was some activity going on at the track that day, not professional, but they let various car clubs come in and use the road course in the center of the track from time to time. So we actually got to see some amateur racing while we were there, which was a lot of fun. And again, I know ASA has been offering a, a mix of both management and technical training. Your Florida event was no different. I assume some of the content will be similar. Do you have any idea of what sorts of uh, training you're going to have? Some of the content will be similar. We'll have some hands-on. I have that capability to have there as well, the hands-on training. Right. There's going to be a mix of management and technical, as well as some hybrid stuff. Mm. You know, that goes back to what you're saying about it's changing. It all leads into one another, the electric vehicles. Our guys need the training for that. Yeah. These technicians, they need that. There's a new generation of trainers coming in as well. You'll see some new new faces mm. on the training schedule this year. I'm looking forward to that. Actually, we did last time. I remember meeting a bunch of those new trainers. Some of them are very uh, actually now ramping up pretty well. Yes. The importance of training to me is an 11 on a scale of 1 to 10. Oh, yeah. It's an 11 because first off, I was a shop owner. Second, I'm married to a trainer. A little influence there. I sit on the board of trustees for the Automotive Management Institute, which is our educational arm of ASA. Mm -hmm. So all that wraps for me right back into one another, that how important it is, the legislative piece of it again, because this generation may not have seen and gone through some of the stuff. They didn't go through the cash flow clunkers like we did. Actually, a lot of legislation back in the late 90s, early 2000s, that had to do with basically what we're, we now call information access. Yeah. That never went away. And it's actually becoming more important. You know, information is king. We can't fix vehicles without it. We, we you know, we're dead in the water w without access to it. And that is something that ASA has been very focused on. I know, again, through the Washington office, especially. We don't exactly know where everything is going at this point in time. That's still a lot of it, again, is very much uh, being discussed. But I think it's important that ASA provide that seat at the table for our members to make sure, and for the industry at large, to make sure that our needs are being certainly recognized and met in order to keep basically the country moving. The individual vehicle is really our mass transit system in this country more than anything else. And the independent repair shops are the ones that keep everything moving. And those are our members. Exactly. That's who we represent. This, again, has been a, a significant change for the organization. What are you hearing from your members about the shift to the new regional model? Any feedback? I'm not hearing any negative feedback whatsoever. I think they're excited, and especially the members that I've spoke to outside of Florida, mm -hmm. the outlying states. My new people, if you call it, <laughs> they're pretty excited because now I can go up there and, and do training events there. Yeah. I have a training event coming up in January in Jacksonville and some of the Georgia shops and the South Carolina and Alabama, they're all going to come. They're looking forward to that networking piece, yeah. which is another thing that we have. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's a wonderful opportunity to spread that training around. I know before we were kind of limited geographically because if it was a Colorado show or a Florida show, it was only there. This is going to give us an opportunity to take a successful training event actually and move it around the region so that everyone gets to take advantage of some of the live training. We learned a lot during COVID and we've become very good with the virtual side of, of things. And I think going forward, a lot of what we do in the training arena is going to have some sort of a hybrid component where we have a little bit of both. But I think it's going to be very important. You have to be able to go to, to the shops with the training. Not everybody can afford to close their shop for a week and you know send their entire team out somewhere. So it's important to make this more accessible than it's ever been before. That's part of what this new structure is, is designed to do. And even all the way back to the way that it used to be, Tony, <laughs> when we were younger, yeah, have, have a training event at your shop. Yeah. Oh, as simple as that sounds, it, it could be one shop that hosts a couple other shops. Well, you know, again, the new structure is going to give us the capability to do a lot of stuff we never did before. Gives us ample opportunity, the hybrid, the virtual, all of it mixed into one. I'm, I'm loving, I'm very excited for it. I really am. A lot of us are as well. Well, Mary, this has been great. I want to thank you for your time today. Any, any last words before I let you go? All I have to say is thank you, Tony. I'm pretty excited. I'm really looking forward to moving forward with all of this. And I think our members are going to be very excited. Yeah. Well, if past this prologue, your track record bodes well for the success of the Southeastern region. So we will look forward to uh, checking in with you from time to time to see how things are going. Absolutely. Well, Mary, again, I want to thank you. We've been talking with Mary Steele, the current executive director of ASA Florida, soon to be the latest ASA regional executive director of the new Southeast region. Mary, again, it's been great talking with you. Uh, best to the family for the holidays and everything. And we will look forward to talking with you next time. Thanks, Tony. You too. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.